What if the most common ways that we choose to lose body fat are actually making us fatter? That's what I'm discussing in today's episode of the Smart Nutrition Made Simple Show. Welcome to the show where we help you make smart nutrition simple. If you want proven nutrition strategies to help you build a better body and create the energy to show up for your family without overly restrictive and unrealistic dieting, then you're in the right place. Make sure to subscribe and enjoy this episode. What's up, crew? Welcome to another episode of the Smart Nutrition Made Simple Show. I am your host, Ben Brown, owner of Body Systems. Uh, Excited to welcome you to another episode. Excited to share about our rebrand from BSL Nutrition to Body Systems, which I suppose I should probably, I'll follow up this episode with another episode around why we chose to rebrand, what it means uh, in general, and what it means for you. But in this episode, I want to talk about weight loss, and I want to talk specifically about fat loss and fat regain, and the implications of our conventional dieting tactics, and why they make it so challenging for us to keep the fat off. Now, I just got back from a nutrition conference in the glorious Orlando, Florida. I was out there with Coach Dan uh, one of our great coaches, and we had the opportunity here a number of of presenters, including Lane Norton, including uh, Dr. Bill Campbell, including Alan Aragon, whom I've interviewed on this podcast, and we had a great conversation around flexible dieting. But one of the biggest insights that and biggest ahas that I took away from this conference was in listening to Dr. Bill Campbell, uh, who's out of University of Southern Florida, and his expertise is in weight loss research. Now, one of the things that he talked about was two aspects, and they're really one and the same, but using the terms, uh, one is called collateral fattening and the other is called hyperphagia. And the premise behind these two terms is really the body's resistance to starvation, resistance to extreme dieting, and the, the metabolism's process of regaining body fat, and then some by virtue of the stressors that we place on the body. And so when you think about the dieting process, when you think about the ways in which we typically lose weight, oftentimes, and with most fad-based diets, fad-based diets inherently and in and of themselves are usually relegated to overly restrictive, very low-calorie dieting techniques. So when I think about fad-based diets, I think about, well, various elements of fasting. I think about Octavia as an example, you know, 500 calorie diets, HCG. Uh, I suppose we even could factor in some aspects of medical weight loss. However, I cannot speak to the long-term implications of medical weight loss and whether we're seeing any type of collateral fattening or significant increase in fat cell number or amount of tissue over the long term. So What I'm simply referring to is aggressive bouts of very low-calorie diet and potentially extreme levels of exercise as a means of um, increasing energy, energy expenditure and significantly reducing energy intake, which is what weight loss is all about. Now, here's the thing. What I'm really talking about is, is there a difference between rapid fat loss and slow, steady long-term fat loss? And should we be concerned over the two in comparison? 
And the answer is yes, absolutely. We should absolutely be concerned about how we go about losing body fat by virtue of what the body does when we are done with the dieting process. And everything that we're seeing with respect to the literature and the research, and I will provide a couple studies if you're interested, and I'm going to talk a lot more about this and hopefully get Dr. Bill Campbell on this podcast. Um, And now, listen, this is something that we know and we practice in our day-to-day and that any reputable coach will speak to in terms of the way in which they coach their clients as a means to lose body fat realistically for the long term. However, anytime we get ourselves into an overly restrictive, short-term and aggressive weight loss plan, it generally speaking, it's going to be a recipe for disaster. And the reason for that, as I've spoken to in the past, is the way in which the body responds. So there's a right way to be aggressive about dieting, and there's absolutely a wrong way to be aggressive about dieting. Now, First and foremost, we have to be cognizant of calorie intake. And so with any type of dieting methodology, we need to identify where calorie maintenance is, where's the balance between energy intake and energy expenditure around our food intake and our exercise that allows us to simply maintain our body weight. Now from there, we can create any level of calorie deficit. Obviously, if we're trying to be aggressive with our dieting and aggressive with the amount of fat that we're losing, we want to be more aggressive with the percentage of a decrease in calories to the tune of 30 to say 40% of our calorie intake would certainly be considered an aggressive dieting methodology. Now, Here's the, here's the considerations that we have to be concerned about. It's not just about restricting calories. It is about making sure that in the caloric restriction process, we're doing everything we possibly can to maintain as much lean muscle mass as possible. And this is the name of the game when it comes to long-term realistic weight loss, is how much fat-free mass, how much muscle mass can we support through the dieting process? Because any level of caloric restriction, depending on the person, depending on the time, depending on how aggressive we are, listen, there's, there's lots of nuances to this. So I'm going to speak very generally and, and approach this from a 30,000 foot view, and then I'll start to tackle this more granularly over time in in additional episodes as I start to dig more and more into the research. But I wanted to share this big aha and this big takeaway with you guys. And it's not that it necessarily was an aha other than it was reinforcing what we already know and what we already practice around the weight loss process. So much so that when I have conversations with prospective clients on a daily basis, when they come to us and they're frustrated around the fact that they have been yo-yo dieting for 10, 20, 30 plus years, losing and gaining the same 10, 20, 30 plus pounds over and over again and don't understand why. It's for a multitude of reasons. One is because of the overly restrictive nature of diets in general. It's just the way in which you're losing the weight is unrealistic to say nothing of the metabolic pushback, right? Trying to completely restrict carbs trying to only eat quote-unquote clean, trying to only eat a 500-calorie diet, 
all of these unnecessarily and overly restrictive things psychologically are just not realistic for us. But the other major aspect to this is what are we doing to actually support lean muscle mass through this process? Because what we clearly see, so from this collateral fattening process, from this body fat overshooting or hyperphagia process, what we're seeing is that when we are aggressively restricting calories and we're not supporting lean muscle tissue, the body's going to do everything it can to bring us back into balance, bring us back to this proverbial metabolic set point. And so what that often means is if we are restricting calories, and let's say we lose 20 pounds as an example, the likelihood that we lost about half of that weight from lean muscle tissue is very high, depending on how we lose it. And because of that, because we've lost a significant amount of really valuable lean muscle tissue, the body wants to make sure that we're gaining that muscle tissue back. And so it's going to signal the brain and the hormones to ramp up hunger, to drive down energy production, to stimulate cravings, to reduce thyroid and testosterone function, to adjust leptin and ghrelin feelings of hunger and fullness, all these hormonal levels, basically to get, put us into a position where we are going to end up overeating to the degree that, remember, the terms that I said were collateral fattening, body fat overshooting, and body fat hyperphagia. The body's going to put us in a position where we can't help but to overeat to the degree that we end up eating to the point where not only are we replacing the lean muscle tissue, but we're replacing the body fat that we lost and then some. This is the metabolic byproduct of the dieting process. And the more aggressive we are, with the dieting process, the more aggressive the rebound is going to be, which so many people have experienced time and time again. They, they say, I lose the weight, and then I end up gaining it back. It's right. It, it quote unquote, the diet worked until it didn't, which hopefully we can agree that it actually didn't work in the long run. And so this is what's so concerning about the ways in which we're losing weight is we're being too aggressive and we're not supporting the main fundamental principles that are going to be able to drive long-term fat loss. Hey friends, quick pause in this episode for an exciting announcement. I'm thrilled to let you know that we've officially partnered with Fullscript to create our own very high-end quality supplement store. Fullscript is the number one online dispensary for professional-grade supplements. Now, as you probably have realized, the internet is the Wild West when it comes to supplements, and it's tough to find many of the best products from a reliable source and at an affordable price. I've heard many stories of people ordering something off Amazon and receive something completely different in the bottle, which can actually be quite dangerous when it comes to nutritional supplements. And so in the BSL Nutrition Fullscript Dispensary, we've hand-selected a few dozen of our personal favorites, and we've broken them into easily searchable categories, including Ben's favorites. Now, the best part of this situation is that due to the buying power of groups, we're able to get you a 15% off retail pricing on the entire catalog of professional products in our shop. These are brands like Designs for Health, Biotics, Research, Biobotanical Research, Microbiome Labs, Seeking Health, and more. 
So just click on the Join BSL Nutrition Supplement Shop in the show notes to create your free account and place your first order. Orders over $50 receive free shipping on top of our 15% discount on everything. And just so you know, the criteria we use to determine what went into the shop is, is the product something we would recommend and or take ourselves and give to our kids? Is the product of the highest quality? And can we provide a lower cost than is available anywhere else on the web? Now, we sincerely hope this helps you save money and acquire the highest quality products for you and your family. And let's get back to the show. Now, one is that we need to be realistic about a timeline. Two, we need to make sure we're getting enough protein through the process. Three, we need to make sure we're supporting lean muscle tissue through resistance training. So any diet that tells you that you need to be aggressive with caloric restriction. Like, listen, you know, I'm not going to argue that we need some level of caloric restriction to drive fat loss. It's unequivocal. But we do also need to complement the reduction in calories with making sure we're getting enough protein into our diet to be able to support that lean muscle mass, as well as resistance training. We need to strength train to the degree that we're signaling uh, muscle protein synthesis. We need to stimulate the muscle fibers so that we hold on to lean muscle mass and our body doesn't burn lean muscle tissue and hold on to fat mass through this process. And this is the biggest problem that we're encountering with the weight loss process that is contributing to this weight regain. And the, the main thing that we do differently through our coaching process and that any good coach will tell you is, That if we're looking to stimulate long-term fat loss, we have to strength train through this process. And so by that rationale, any diet that is telling you, the thing that drives me absolutely bonkers about these restrictive diets, Octavia is a great example, is they are telling you that you should not exercise, right? They're intentionally telling you that you shouldn't exercise. And every single thing that we know from the literature, it, it is very, very clear that if you don't resistance train and if you don't eat enough protein when you're in an aggressive calorie deficit, you are going to lose more lean muscle tissue. And it's going to be a significant percentage of the weight that you lose through this diet, which is all good and well. You're going to lose weight, which means you're going to be a smaller version of where you were before. You're going to be just as fat as you were prior. And you're going to have lost a considerable amount of lean muscle mass. And then what's going to happen is your metabolism is going to kick in. Your brain is going to signal your hormones and say, hey, dumb shit, we are not happy. This is not conducive towards long-term survival. We are used to being at a certain level. And now we're going to do everything in our power to try and get you back to that metabolic set point, if you will. We're going to ramp up hunger. We're going to ramp up cravings. We're going to decrease energy. We're going to decrease sex hormones, right? And we're going to put you in a position where um, you're going to be a lot more likely to put on and increase the number of fat cells. So you are likely to get fatter than where you were before. I hope you guys are comprehending this because it is so, so relevant. And it's driving me nuts that... So many people are getting duped into 
going through these restrictive and fad-based diets where they're not leveraging physical activity as a major driver of realistic fat loss. And so I hope that that is sinking in, that slower is better, that we need to have a calorie deficit, but there's a lot of ways in which we can facilitate this calorie deficit. Now, there are ways that we can be aggressive, but it also needs to be complemented with a significant amount of physical activity. And it doesn't mean aggressive physical activity. It doesn't necessarily mean we need to go out and run or do these high-intensity workouts. In fact, I'd probably steer you away from those things. But instead is understanding the value of simply moving our body more frequently. And one of the really interesting things that I'm definitely going to come back to in another episode was a research study that was done on a group of individuals. And basically, they did an aggressive four-day fat loss diet. And what they did is they, they only ate around 350 calories per day. One group was divided into 350 calories from carbohydrate-only drinks. The other group was divided into 350 calories of protein-only drinks, spread out three times throughout the day. Again, four consecutive days. They walked eight hours a day. Now, they lost around 11 pounds. Both groups were, were pretty equivalent in terms of the amount of weight loss, okay? So they lost around 11 pounds. Understand that a significant portion of that was fat-free mass. So could be some lean muscle tissue, certainly some water weight loss, and then some fat mass lost as well. Now, over, over the subsequent, I'm, I'm going to say a few days to weeks, they gained back about half of that weight, so another five to six pounds, of which was mostly lean muscle uh, or lean tissue, probably water weight as well, but maintained the fat loss. And then they proceeded to actually support that fat loss over the remainder of the year, which is really, really interesting. And I think it lends itself to the opportunity for us to infuse small bouts of very aggressive dieting and exercise throughout the course of a dieting program. And that is why we have what we call our nutrition seasons, is we have periods of strategic dieting, periods of maintenance, periods of, of what we call performance. And that could be strategic overfeeding and training, as well as just kind of, we'll, we'll, we'll call it again, maintenance for all intents and purposes, and, and perhaps even some metabolic restoration, if you will, of, of opportunities to really support the metabolism by eating more food tra and, and training more in a, in a non-stressful way, so to speak. And so what was really cool about this um, in reading through this research um, and hearing about this from Dr. Campbell is just understanding the way in which the body responds to these deficits. Like, listen, it doesn't, the body doesn't care how you want to look in a swimsuit, cares about survival. And so we have to make sure that we're supporting hormonal function, brain function, thyroid function through this process. Um, and we have to be very smart and strategic about the dieting or else we're putting ourselves in a situation like so many of you have been in where you will lose the weight and then you will gain it back. And the more times that you do that, the more likely you are to have a really hard time losing that over the long term. Um, the more fat cells you're going to put on, the more muscle tissue you're going to sacrifice through the process. And frankly, the more miserable you're going to be, the more frustrated you're going to be through this process. And so that's why it is imperative that when we look at this journey, we have to be very realistic about how we're setting the stage for long-term success. So I would implore you, if you're looking into losing weight, losing body fat, which 
By the way, I don't know anyone that just wants to lose weight. When we think about it, we want to lose body fat. We want to support lean muscle tissue. We all want to look good and have some muscle definition and not have a lot of body fat. That's what I think about when I say losing weight. And so assuming that's something that you want, then you have to accept that we have to do this the right way. And it's going to take as long as it needs to take. But everything that you're reading and you're consuming through social and through media is lending itself to the thought, the the false premise that you can lose weight aggressively over a short period of time, which frankly does not exist in the literature if you want to lose it the right way. Okay, so that's what I'm going to leave you with here. I hope that can get the wheels turning for you to start to think through what would it look like for me if I were to only lose, and let me tell you, realistic weight loss for us looks like half a pound to a pound a week, right? Which, by the way, for a lot of people actually ends up being exactly what it is that they're looking for, right? We think and we feel like we need to be losing 20 pounds over two weeks or 20 pounds in a month. But what if I told you, hey, what if instead of spending years yo-yoing and gaining and losing the same 10, 20, 30 pounds, we actually take a year and we do it the right way and you end up losing 25 to 50 pounds in a year and you have the tools and the skills and the behaviors to keep it off long-term. Wouldn't that be worth actually reframing and shifting your mindset around the aggressive weight loss process? I believe that it would. And hopefully that's, I mean, that's my goal here is to help you start to think about things in a different way. Because as they say, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different result. And when it comes to our conventional dieting practices, that is exactly what's happening is we are perpetuating this vicious yo-yo dieting cycle and it's not fair and it's not right. And we need to change the belief system around what it means to be healthy. And that's what we're here for and would be happy to help you with. And so if that's something that you're interested in having a conversation about, then just shoot me a message, schedule a free strategy call at the link here in the show notes. I'd love to have a conversation about it. Or you know what? If this is helpful for you, do me a favor, share this with someone, send me a question, um, leave us a positive rating and review, and let me know how I can continue to support you through this fat loss journey. Appreciate you listening. I'll catch you in the next episode. Thank you so much for listening. And if you found this content valuable, here are four ways I can help you in your nutrition journey for free. One, grab a free copy of my Fat Loss Fix Guide at fatlossfixguide.com. Two, join my free group at smartnutritionmadesimple.com. Three, subscribe to my YouTube channel at smartnutritionmadesimpletv.com. Four, Leave a five-star rating and positive review so that we can gain access to more nutrition experts ready to share their knowledge with you and ultimately help more people make smart nutrition simple.